Well, hello, my friends, and good Thursday morning to you. Today is February 11th. My name is Roger, and you found your way to the Barnabas Bridge. We're here five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we hope that you just make us a regular stop uh, along your morning. Uh, we get together and we talk a little bit about God's Word. We tell a couple of stories here and there. And prayerfully, we'll both be encouraged as we head out into our day. This week, we've been talking about what does our prayer life look like? We're seeking to use God's Word as we should as a, a template to how we should walk as His people through this earth. And one of the most important things that we could possibly uh, improve on and master, really, is our prayer life. Our conversation, our trust, our, our belief that what God says is true is true, and that He's always constantly involved in our lives. And so we're going to continue on in that today, and we're going to find ourselves in the book of Acts, chapter 12. If you have an opportunity, you can turn there. And as you do, I, I, when I was preparing this or thinking about this idea of prayer life, I, I thought of a time, it was several years ago now, but Angie and I, we belonged to this really powerful Sunday school class. I mean, guys, you know, the people that were there were just these real strong uh, pillars of the faith, you might say. And, and, and it wasn't just show. Uh, these people were fabulous. And they taught us so much. And really, um, they were very instrumental in, in our own spiritual walk and our growth. Each and every one of them was a mentor. And, and now uh, many of them have gone home to be with the Lord. But we still have some of them that are still our dear friends. But I remember a specific time that uh, a common friend of the whole class, he was going through a real tough battle with cancer, real tough, real tough battle. And so we prayed for him often, and uh, the tides kind of turned. And um, the news was delivered that it was probably, it, not probably, but it was terminal. And so everyone was, you know, understandably, every, all of us were just a little blue and, and put back about it. And and, uh, and so we didn't really pray at that point, but we just kind of, I guess we just kind of was in our sorrow. But there was a, another fellow in our class, and his, his name was Don. And, and Don had gone through just a number of life-threatening uh, health concerns in his day, some unbelievable. But he always came through, and, and uh, Don spoke up, and, and it was almost like, what is wrong with you folks? Whether we see things in the proper or the way that we want them to be or not, we continue to pray to God with great confidence that what He is doing is what is right. And we have this confidence that when we pray for Him, He might still perform a miracle. But we keep on praying. I'll tell you that our friend uh, that had the cancer, he did pass away. But I've thought about that many times, and I think of Jesus in the garden when he's praying to God in, in a very stress-filled time. And he said, but not my will, but yours. Because as God the Son, he knew full well that God the Father was going to um, do things that were perfect. We might not always see that in our lives, but that's our prayer life, to be confident in our prayers, but always say, but not my will, but yours, God. I think that's a great way to set our course of, uh, for this day and really look at our prayer life. Whether we see things unfolding in the way that we sometimes demand or not, we have the confidence that the will of God is beautiful, ever-present, and exactly what is best for our lives. So I want to 
read a story, uh, a historical documentation from Acts chapter 12 of the early church. And this is the Apostle Peter. And I think if I just start with reading, then you'll kind of fall in and know what the storyline's about. Because in verse number 1 of chapter 12, and the heading on your Bible, if you have a Bible open, mine says, Peter's miraculous escape from prison. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And when he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. So Peter was under arrest. James was put to death. And the church said, it's looking bad. But they continued to pray. Were they praying in confidence? Or were they just doing like we do sometimes and just saying, Oh God, we don't know how this is going to turn out, but this is what we want. Well, during that night, if you read that story, and if you have time today to read the chapter 12 of Acts, an angel of the Lord comes, and through miracle after miracle, Peter is released from prison. When he's released, we skip to verse number 12, and it says, He went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. So they were praying continuously for, for Peter. Here's what happened after that. Peter knocked on the outer entrance, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer the door. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. And what did the people say who had been sitting around praying to God? They said, you're out of your mind, they told her. But she kept on insisting that it was so, and they said, yeah, it must be his angel then. They prayed to God, but they forgot to pray confidently that God could deliver. And God could do exactly a miracle. And it was just reminding me so much of my Sunday school class, right? When my friend Don, who had been through so much, stood up and said, What are we doing? Why would we just consider this over when we are praying to the God of the universe? So Peter kept, kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and they saw him, they were astonished. I wonder if that's what we do sometimes. That we just throw up our prayers and if God doesn't do according to the way that we wanted to be unfolding, then we kind of lose hope, but we might still keep on praying. But then when He performs a miracle, we're just astonished as if we just never could believe. And that really tells the tale of our confidence in our prayers, doesn't it? There's a great scripture in 1 John Chapter 5, and it says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything, according to His will, He hears us. You see, our job on this side of heaven is to pray with confidence and turn it over to God. 
based on all of Scripture, not just these couple little stories, all of Scripture speaks of God's intimate involvement with the, in the lives of His people. So when He does that, and we, we, we believe that, and we pray to Him, we must have confidence in our prayers that, we, they, will be able, that they will be answered in total, exactly as the Good Father in Heaven knows is best for our lives. There's a book of James, uh, Jesus' half-brother, kind of instructs us for this day then, as we go out. And we take this concept of what does it look like in my life to pray confidently? And should I or should I not? Well, remember the Sunday school class, remember the house of Mary. Uh, People were praying, but they didn't really have any confidence, and so they would have never found that uh, peace of God that transcends all understanding from Philippians that we read just a couple days ago. They weren't finding that peace in their prayer, and James explains why. It says, to him who asks, him who prays, let him believe. Believe that God the Father cares and he is acting. Otherwise, life will toss you around like you're in an ocean. Unless we stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, we will always be tossed and never find peace until we have confidence in our prayers that God can and will act accordingly. Let's go out today, folks, and let's pray with all of our might, constantly and confidently. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you've been encouraged. I hope that you have more confidence in God than you did just nine, ten minutes ago. Put it into action. And as you go about this day, pray constantly. And know for full well that God is acting on your behalf. Look us up anytime. Find out all, all you can at thebarnabasbridge.org. Drop us a line. We'd love to be encouraged by you. Let me say a prayer. Father God, thank you for the promise that you are working in our lives nonstop. You're always on the throne and we have no need to be concerned. So Lord, teach us. Teach us by the power of the Spirit that lives in the lives of all believers to be confident in our prayers. We pray this in the beautiful, famous name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Take care, folks. We'll see you tomorrow.